Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son, who yielded his life an atonement for sin and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood to every believer, the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes. That moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. O oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Great things he hath taught us. Great things he hath done, and great are rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for his tune, Walking Stars, found at Incompetech.com. A Spiritual Law In the physical world, when you give something away, it is gone. Gone. Just like that. In the spiritual world, when you give something away, it is reinforced. It is kept. What could we do with this information? Plenty. Jesus loves us so much that he made universal laws which, if understood, can enrich our lives. If we hate someone or even just hold some resentment, it sours our world and it stays in our mind, fermenting there. 
If we think that bitterness is always against someone else, think again. It is against you, not them. It stays in your mind and heart because things of the Spirit, when given away, are reinforced and become embedded in the giver. If we are boiling mad, we are the one boiling, not the person we are mad at. So, it is simply not pragmatic to have negative emotions as they do more damage to us than to the person or persons who offended us. Remember the spiritual law that if you give away anything in spirit, you are reinforcing it in yourself. Now, how do we end negative emotions towards someone? The spiritual law says if we give something away, we are keeping it for ourselves. If we give forgiveness, we are automatically going to feel forgiven. Jesus said if we choose not to forgive, the Father will not forgive us, but if we forgive, we will be forgiven. Stability Supersized The earth whirls around the sun, spinning, dancing almost, as our whole solar system advances around the slowly twirling Milky Way galaxy we inhabit. The stability of God is greater than any mechanistic observation we can make. Any physical foundation is merely a shadow of God's true foundation found in His Son, Jesus Christ. Love, as emanating from mankind, has many flaws. They include, but are not limited to, possessive love, unforgiving love, loving to get, and so forth. But God's love is pure. God's love is stable. God's love has no limits. Beyond the physical universe residing deep in our hearts, God's perfection is only potential, like a seed, but it is there once Jesus Christ is in us. We water it with our focus. Despite appearances to the contrary, God's potential in us overcomes via our focus, our desire to know Him, our belief that no matter what the circumstance, we do know Him. Belief is a strong detriment, but it is also a strong encouragement. We choose what we will believe. We water the seed of God or we water the seed of darkness. Which will it be? What shall we believe? Shall our belief send us spiraling down into the pit of hell? Or shall our belief catapult us up into the arms of Jesus, our Savior, our Shepherd? Our foundation does not rest on appearances. Appearances deceive. Appearances put a cloud cover over God's potential, just waiting to save us from dire circumstances. Amazingly, we can step back from our involvement in appearances and choose to see through the eyes of Christ, who knew only life, only joy, only healing love.
His forgiveness from the cross was about as inspiring as anyone can get. Do we get it? Can we comprehend that forgiveness and apply it to our lives? If we were limited only by appearances or what we saw, we wouldn't be able to step back, step out of the picture, so to speak, and rethink the situation. We would be forever trapped by our surroundings, subject only to their results. But we are not subject only to appearances, are we? Try it, and you'll see. Next time you are deeply involved in a seemingly endless cycle of negativity, stop, take a deep breath, and rethink with God knowing that with Him all things are possible and watch as peace envelops you and a calm assurance from the Holy Spirit reboots your life and takes you out of your dream of death. Just watch. Meet Reality with a capital R, and let Jesus overcome death for you, through you. Let the world's reality, with a small r, be infused with God's reality, and you'll see the world's reality disappear as if nothing was there at all. Share the vision, folks. Live the truth. Don't just study theory. Put Jesus firmly in your life. Let his strength be yours. How I wish God was is how I know God is. I don't know how to say this, but I'll try. First, I want to ask you, if you had your wishes, would you desire a God who was perfect in every way? Or would you want a God who had flaws like we apparently have? Personally, I would want God to be above and beyond me, so perfect that he knew things only perfectly. I mean, knew things only as they really were, not as they appeared to be. Often people project onto God what they have happening to them. This would be a God who changed constantly, depending on circumstances. He would love you when you loved and hate you when you hated and was discouraged when you were discouraged. This would be a God we made instead of a God who made us. When we break God's laws, such as not recognizing that what we do to others is done to ourselves because God created us as one family, we feel the pain of that foolish decision. But my God created me and loves me, period, and he sees me only through the lens of his son, Jesus, because of my decision to make him my Lord and Savior. God does not act the way I act when I'm upset. He is not influenced by me in any way. He knows me intimately. Let me repeat that. He knows me intimately and loves me unconditionally. I cannot pray to a God who answers prayers on a whim, if he feels like it. I cannot pray to a God who vacillates up and down like a yo-yo. 
My God is firm, sound, completely above all appearances, completely caring and above all, always, I said, always there for me since I've accepted what his son did for me on the cross. So, down here on earth, things appear askew. Things don't always add up. We fell and we can't get up. Life is hazardous and no one comes out of it alive. Unless, of course, you know the one who was not defeated at the cross, that is. Jesus Christ is the personification, an exact replica of, and even is, the Almighty God. All power and authority has been given to him, and at his name every knee will bow and every tongue confess he is Lord. God is completely out of the arena of uncertainty. He stands alone, supplying the universal love we need, the incredible creativity we use, the amazing joy we try to attain, the very life we live. God does not bring punishment down on us once we accept His Son. He does not teach us lessons that way. He is there when we need Him, though, and potentially always forgiving and showing mercy when we forgive and show mercy. Our existence has been predetermined by God. We, however, determine our mechanisms for living. We teach what we are. If we teach love by our actions and our attitude, we will learn love is the key to our happiness and our abundant life promised by God. God is love, and we, by our very nature, were created in the image and likeness of Him. So when we share any base emotions or painful worldly emotion, we have chosen to ignore the kingdom which God wants on earth. We have chosen to ignore our calling to teach and live love, which is our true identity. We have refused the abundant life promised, and when we do that, we hurt ourselves. So to sum up this chapter, if I could have God be the way I'd feel most secure, He would be beyond all appearances, beyond all emotions, beyond all evil, above everything on this earth. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is how I define God, and when I rest in Him, I am oh so peaceful, most assuredly oh so peaceful. Help me. Jesus, help to wake me up from this world of dreams. Help me discern the truth within. Things are not what they seem. Help me to rest within your peace and leave this race of time. Help me to really see that I am part of your design. Help me to really forge ahead and leave the past behind. Your blood shed has cut a path 
and led me to your mind. Help me to know that Satan is sickness manifest. Help me to know that you, dear Lord, are health in which I rest. Help me to know that Satan is barren poverty. Help me to know that you, dear Lord, are wealth eternally. Help me to learn to live a life that is much more of you. Help me, my Father, open up so you can flow on through. Special thanks to Kendra Springer for her instrumental entitled Hint of Dawn, found at gemendo.com. Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. We're so tired of this grandstand world where feelings never seem to change. Sometimes this world seems so unjust. I think we'll find, I hope we'll find that through your mind, the sidelines aren't for us.